You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello, it's Tuesday Club again with me, Sean Holly, Kyle Reese, and uh, we're all in lockdown as everybody else is. Although half of the country is out protesting and marching and things for for right good things and pulling statues down and throwing them into the into the docks in Bristol. We're not on to talk about any of that because we got a brilliant guest this week, Kyle. Yeah, we have got one of the best nines I think that's going to ever grace the red jersey. Uh, I'm a big fan. Obviously, it was uh, a couple of years ago I got to meet him. We did a, a night in Blancos for Valindra, and um, I don't think I left him alone all night. So today on the Tuesday Club, we've got the wonderful Reese Webb. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, it's very good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, obviously thanks for having me on uh, on tonight. Um, looking forward to having a great chat with you guys. Man, it's great. You're out in the, in the wilds there. You're doing a lot of training outside. You know, you, I watch you all the time on Instagram and Twitter and all of that. You're working hard, so. It's nice to have somebody in the outdoors. I should say that Kyle and I are indoors. And a big thanks to uh, the Coffee Mod, who sponsored tonight's um, episode. So a big thanks, Coffee Mod. I got my uh, Coffee Mod in this mug, my, my Kyle. So yeah, I am. I I, I, I have <laughs> got. I, I have got some of the coffee, but uh, I tend not to uh, drink it after about four o'clock because I can't sleep in the night. So and I'm a nightmare if I haven't had enough sleep. But I am drinking it, Coffee Mod, the new up and coming coffee in the UK. Oh, they are fantastic. <laughs> How's it been, mate? What's lockdown? It can't just be all training. How's things with you and the family? Yeah, um, luck has worked wonders for me, really, this lockdown. Obviously, been away from the family in France for, for a year, so it's nice to be back now and spending a lot of quality time with uh, with my wife, uh, fiance, and uh, and the three kids. Um, but no, since after the Wales Scotland game, it's um, pretty much been training really flat out. Um, for nine, ten weeks now, but look, it's, it's kind of refreshed me a little bit as well mentally. Obviously, with the meetings that obviously take place in day to day rugby environment, we have a lot of meetings and a lot of contact, so we're obviously not experiencing that at the moment. So, kind of refreshed mentally, um, but still, I feel like I've I've picked my body up and where my body needs to be, and I'm feeling in great shape and. And yeah, just doing a bit of training really in the morning, half six in the morning. We tend to wake up about five, five thirty. We got a bit of a small hold in now, so we're out uh, feeding the the lambs, uh, chickens, pigs, donkeys, horses uh, in the morning. <laughs> but that's kind of done by six o'clock, and then I try and get on with my my training then, and uh, come back, and obviously the day actually starts with the with the kids then. Mate, I didn't realise you had all those animals. You're like, no one. <laughs> Where's the beard? <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's obviously something we wanted. I uh, wanted something out the way. And obviously being away in France can obviously do that with the, with the kids and the family. So yeah, it's perfect timing, really, just to, uh, to get stuck into it with the kids. They love it. So... Uh, even though they're having a nice lion in the morning, it's me and my missus up at half five, mucking out the pigs, and uh, nah, it's all good, it's all fun and games. We're up early, so it's uh, it's happy days. That, that's what you, impresses me it. there, Sean, is that he's he's up at five and everything's done by six. Oh, I <laughs> I it's perfect. It's perfect. We're in bed. We are in bed by half eight, nine o'clock, though. So sounds bliss, man. I'm a, I'm a morning person. I, I get up and walk a dog early and. I think you know it's it's a great part of the day, and if you can get a lot of things done out of the way, then you can do what you 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 do for the rest of the day. And talking of that, we'll come back to Toulon uh, and France a, a little bit later. But 
talking of doing things that you want to do, now tell us, you've just started a real innovative online coaching skills uh, program with two of your former players, Ashley Beck and Ben John, uh, called the 912 Academy. Is that, Reece? Is that right, Reese? Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Um, yeah, well, me and obviously me and Ashley, we always we've always done a bit to give something back to obviously our local communities. And me having kids myself, uh, do a lot of work with with the youngsters from Bajan Athletic. Um, and Ben John, he's obviously retired now, so he's going into a lot of obviously the schools and doing a little bit with the children there. But yeah, me and Ashley actually we we spoke, we sat down, and um, and we obviously everyone realizes how important fundamental skills are in in the game these days and. We thought we would try and create a, a platform um, just for children, um, well, any age, but obviously from about seven up to what, 14, 15, where they actually get picked up to academies. Uh, we just thought when me and Ashley got picked up for the academy, we were 16 at the time. Um, and obviously we had little bits of coaching before that, but we thought maybe we could create something to help give these kids sort of proper coaching from obviously the pros in the game uh, at the young age. So when they do come up to obviously that academy level, a professional academy level, they, they're fully, fully grown skills uh, are out and uh, everyone can see them. Brilliant concept. By the way, I wish you all the best. I'll, I'll plug it for you. And um, Just as a little clip, I've got that ready as well for everyone to see that. I don't yeah. know if it's backwards though. So. Coming oh, soon. No, Perfect. Awesome. Uh, we'll put that out there on our uh, Tuesday Club social media outlets and, and plug it because you can imagine, Kyle, for me to see three boys that I coached and, you know, like I remember Reese at 16 and yeah. Ashley at, I remember Ashley, the, Ashley at 15. I went up to Palena to coach him, Matthew Jarvis and uh, Christian Phillips. So to see those guys mature now, um, have their own families and do something like this, some of, the, some of their own initiative is, is fantastic. So I wish you all the best with that, son. Nah, cheers, Sean. Appreciate that. Right, so obviously we're uh, talking about rugby, showbiz, all those sorts of things on the podcast. We'll get a bit to the showbiz later, so I'm just going to go straight into <laughs> to the rugby at the minute. So obviously, I am a, I am a mad half. Sean's sort of given me that nickname now. There's there's much mad at halves in Wales than me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously. Um, you went into the Ospreys, and obviously you had a couple of nines ahead of you, people like Justin Marshall, Mike Phillips. What was it like coming into the Ospreys and learning from them? Obviously, trying to absorb everything, watching and playing, and then eventually getting your starts, and then basically becoming the most. Well, I'm not going to say the hottest because then that makes it sound like I'm talking about something else. But you know what I mean. <laughs> the, the most on fire number nine in you know in the Pro 14, and then breaking into Wales and everything. Nice. Um, no, it was a great experience for me. Great learning curve uh, coming through the, the Osprey's Academy. I was there with the best players in the world, best coaches in the world. I had a couple of setbacks along the way when I was young coming through Academy. I had a couple of injuries. Um, just as I thought I was breaking through, obviously another another top quality nine came into the ranks of the Ospreys. And, uh, and look, I didn't have it easy. I kept on working hard and... Um, a lot of times, a lot of nines have a lot of players, sorry. They have it quite easy. They come straight in and it's, it's there for them. But uh, look, I really had to fight hard uh, for my place in the Ospreys. Um, and obviously looking up to just people like Justin Marshall when I was uh, when I was a kid. Um, really rated him uh, as a player. Someone I looked at regular. Um, admired the way he played and it was great to come in and 
and have sort of coaching from him and obviously train alongside him. And then obviously we had Mike Phillips um, again, took something from his game and brought it into my game. And then we had Kanfu uh, Tuaili as well, another world-class uh, individual. Um, and yeah, so I obviously I looked up uh, Justin Marshall when I when I was growing up, but all three of those I kind of picked something each from from their game and and brought it into my game. And uh, and yeah, like I said, it worked really hard. It's it's a dream of mine, obviously, to represent the Ospreys. Um, obviously, never give up. Never had that attitude. I wanted to quit or finish after these injuries, but kept on going and going and uh, and yeah, finally got promoted with uh, the Ospreys and the number nine jersey and. Um, and look, once you have a taste for it at that professional level, you you don't want to stop. You just want to keep on and on, and uh, and that's what that's what happened really. I just um, I went really settled for obviously the Ospreys nine jersey. I wanted to bring good performances week in week out, and then go on and represent uh, my country. Yeah, I got okay. Like just there, you know, there's a couple of things uh, that stick in my mind with with regard to Reese. You've got to admire right his. Um, determination, right, his ethic, because all those nines he mentioned, he never mentioned, you know, people like, uh, even when he was a kid, you know, people like Richie Reese and Jason Spice, and then Ricky January came in for a little bit. Now, he never mourned, he never, you know, got angry. And I remember saying to him once, look, you just stick at, keep working hard, learning from these guys, stick at it, and you will get your opportunity. I remember saying to him once, he won't remember this, that I, I at the start of the season, I said, I really think if you go hard this year, you can make the Six Nations squad. He looked at me as if I was like an alien. But he did. But he <laughs> yeah, did because because yeah. it was a credit to his work ethic, you know. And there was a, a game we played against Perpignan and Heineken Cup, right? And Reese will remember this because him and Dan Bigger were young players and we had a host of backs injuries. Not scrum halves necessarily, but a host of backs. Right? We, now, we had one back on the bench, right, going into this Perpignan game because Gavin Henson was banned by the players for a misdemeanor off the field. So we went in with a 6-1 split, right? James Hook um, pulled his hamstring in the warm-up, right? So we ended up um, going in with seven forwards on the bench. Unprecedented. <laughs> but, uh, but we picked recent Daniel, no issues, to play 9 and 10 against one of the best sides in Europe at the time. And I think that would have been a pivotal moment, Reese, with those sort of games where you, you came through and thought, you know what? I belong on this stage, and then you took it forward from there. Yeah, no, exactly that. Obviously, we you do the training with these guys, but you just want to put it on the field with them then. And um, and yeah, again, an opportunity like that against uh, against one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, just went out there really. I knew I I was ready for it. Um, it was just that breakthrough I wanted. And, um, and yeah, obviously with Dan as well. Obviously, you knowing coming through the academy with Dan, he, he helped me quite a lot in that game. I remember. I, I got a disallowed try as well in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Went through yeah. Off, off a Kai Phil May, I think. Kai Phil May. Well, that pop, yeah. That's <laughs> popping up again, is it? <laughs> the old Kai Phil May, mate. Oh, Scrum Arse stream. That was if a forwards could uh, no, get it, it was, right? It was a great uh, breakthrough for me, really. And look, once, like I said, once you have a taste for it, you just uh, you really don't want it to stop. And this makes you want to keep working harder and harder then. Mate, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's well documented, but Let's take a different slant on France. I mean, what did you take from that experience? Other than the fact that, look, you wanted to come home with a family. What did you learn? Anything on or off the field that you brought back and, and it's made Reese Webb stronger? Um, no, I, have to, I do have to get the point right, really. But I did actually love my time in France. Um, 
they were is a great bunch of players. They had a, we had a great team spirit. Um, the coaches they helped quite a lot. It was obviously slightly different to what I'm used to. The professionalism was slightly different to what I'm used to. Obviously coming from the Ospreys to France is a quite more um, relaxed sort of feeling. It's something I weren't used to. I kept on wanting to be professional all the time, but it was quite hard to get sort of, sort of the the point across. But yeah, I did actually love my time in France. Um, obviously, when the family went home, it, was, it made it a little bit tougher, but it wasn't too bad. Um, but learning, what did I learn? Um, French, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I, I picked up the language quite well. Um, Go on, and do the next sentence in French for me then. Go on. <laughs> no, not, uh, not that, not that well. um, But no, once I was over there, I was having quite quite regular lessons, and then obviously the time on my own then just made me have a bit more lessons. I was going out to places on my own where I thought, you know what, I'll just try and speak it. I'll try and like I knew I didn't have anything to lose. You know, if I didn't have it wrong, they'd kind of like try and help you as much as possible. So if I was going to the shop, I'd always make sure I do it in French. If I go to the cafe, I'd always do it in French. Um, when the guy come round to sort the pool out, I'd always he'd become quite close to me and the family. He'd always he'd be like a handyman, so he's the type of person I'd want to try and practice on as well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's definitely the language barrier. But uh, most importantly, I made a great bunch of friends over there, um, which will which will stick with me for the rest of my life, really. Brilliant. Do you have problems um, with the guy coming around to fix a pool, Kyle? No, funny enough, man. <laughs> Frank, I, I, I'm the guy that fixes the pool. Uh, if it gets a puncture, yeah. I'll just put a bit of uh, d- duct tape over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think I know to do that myself either. Uh, i got a question to ask you, Rhys. Um, I should have asked the Justin Marshall as well because it might have been a different answer, but I've only just thought of it now. You've sort of invoked the question. Obviously, everyone who's a rugby fan, everyone involved in rugby knows that all nines pretty similar they're all scrappy they're all annoying they all get in your face but what what i want to know is is it something that only a, a an individual a, a person that is born without something inside them or is it something that somebody can develop to be or does it not necessarily need to be that way if you're a number nine yeah it doesn't it doesn't need to be that way um look you, you do need to have that authority about you as a number nine because obviously you're you're the link between the forwards and backs. But with me, I just got that naturally competitive edge in me. Um, it was brought up with me as as a kid. Um, anything I did it was I wanted to win. I wanted to be the the first in the queue for for foods. Everything I did was that I, it had to be a race. You know, that sounded like me then. I did first in the line for the queue. I was always <laughs> the winner. <laughs> no, it's just and um, it's just naturally with me. And then. Obviously, when it comes to obviously rugby sort of environment, then on the pitch, you just have that niggly sort of one because I want to do everything I can really just to, to win, you know. Um, so if I could do anything to maybe knock the ball out of the nine's hand to, to get a ball back or do something slyly, then then I will. But um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hard to obviously coach, you know, as if I want, if you wanted to tell your son obviously to be like that, it's, it's I, Personally, I think it's maybe quite hard. Um, you got to have it in you, you know. You are got to have that that fight and desire yeah. to do it, you know. Yeah, mate. Look, let's come away from the rugby for five minutes. A lot of us, when we come on this podcast, the Tuesday Club, we talk about box sets and films because you know when you're stuck in lockdown, you've obviously got the small hole in there and your kids. Any opportunities to watch anything? Any recommendations of box sets and stuff you've been watching? 
<laughs> you wouldn't believe this. I think I probably put the TV on for the first time last week. I would believe I, it with Regan and Cole. I, I um, I can't keep still. I can't. I find it hard <laughs> to watch TV, watch uh, anything. But uh, last week was honestly the first time I'd I'd sat down and watched uh, the Michael Jordan. Um, oh yeah. Documentary and uh, yeah, that was uh, very impressive. So, so everyone listening to this is a must-watch. Yeah, no, no one knew as I do, mate. That would in right up your street, like it was mine. It was epic. Oh yeah, mate, it was brilliant. This, like I said, it's the only thing I watch and have watched. And I, I go to, I got to bed about eight o'clock, and I went up last night about eight o'clock, and I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I watch? Or do I just go to sleep? And I'm half tempted to watch that documentary all over again. It was so yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, like we talk about the show beers and that, like Sean, he always moves away from the from the rugby, and I just want to sit here and use the entire forty to forty minutes to an hour just <laughs> talking about because I, you know, everyone knows now. We've mentioned it loads. Uh, when I met you, I said earlier, I'm like a little schoolgirl when I meet all the the Welsh internationals. Um, I've <laughs> I, I've been very lucky enough to work with some very highly highly decorated, yeah, whatever actors in my career so far and when i meet them i'm just like oh yeah nice to meet you blah 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 like first time i met sean i was like oh my god it's sean holly and then i met you <laughs> i met shane you know i'm meeting, meeting all these rugby players now thanks to sean we're doing the, doing the tuesday club um but yeah. w- what's really interesting for me is sort of listening to them talk about well not my industry but the, like you just said they're the things you watch in the michael jordan documentary so even though you haven't been watching TV recently, I want to find out a couple of things. I'll go on to, we're going to ask you your three favourite films of all time in a minute, but I want to find out some, what have been the best dramas you've ever watched? The best, te- leave like Love Island out of it, because I know you were big on that. <laughs> best TV series, uh, best actors, you know, just off the top of your head. Wait, honestly, you put me on the spot here. I can't even think. I- well, all right, I'll make it easier for you. What about, um, do, you, do you like, I'll give you some genres. Um, the crime sort of series is uh, Game of Thrones, these sorts of fantasy ones, gangster things. What sort of things are you into? Nah, I watched um, Power. Yes, there oh, we are. Right. See, what do you think of that? Power, yeah, that's that was very good. Yeah, that was uh, that was very interesting. I got I got hooked to that. Yeah, that was pretty good. But what about yeah. suits? You you strike me as somebody who would like suits as well. Have you seen that? Mate, I don't watch them. I don't watch anything. All right, there we are. Well, if you do, he's a simple guy. No, Webby, he's happy. I, I, I'll put on, watch the the dance dance series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch stuff like Sergio Ramos documentary, Amazon Prime. But yeah, watch the man. Watch the Man City one, Webby. Man City one. I watched that one as well. Yeah, see Pep in the back. If you, I know, I don't know if you're a big cricket fan, but you don't need really to to like cricket. There's one called The Test, which is about the Australian rugby team uh, behind the scenes, extra uh, Australian oh, yeah. cricket team. <laughs> Mate, it's brilliant. It's, it, it, it is. It's, it's, it's worth. It's worth a look. I'm only. I'm not laughing are... at that. I'm only laughing because Sean is literally plugging this. I think he's got a contract with them. No, he, he I tells love everyone. Every. Have you seen The Test? It's about the Australian. No, but I'm. I'm dying yeah. to watch it. But I. I, I knew what was it. coming. It, it, only because it's like those ones, the Man City when the All Blacks yeah. when the uh, Michael yeah. Jordan one. It's behind the scenes stuff. You know when, like we're lucky, we've been behind the scenes in big, big occasions and big players and that. So, but I just think it's interesting then to see other sports. But oh, uh, yeah. if my, you... my, my favorite documentaries are all the Lions documentaries. I, 
I think they are the behind the scenes stuff, and and all those all or nothing documentaries, the ones about the Panthers, the uh, the the Chargers, all of them, whatever sport is about, is so interesting to just be that fly on the wall. You get to see the yeah. team talks, you get to see what the players are going through. Even like in the Man City one, what I loved was the kit man, the the young guy, and he's like, oh, I get these togs for them, and do you know what I mean? And it's you you <laughs> never get to see no oh, boots, whatever togs, boots. And you never get to see stuff uh, like that. So I, I'm totally with you with that, Reese. I, I love all those uh, sport I dogs. Really, I really struggle. And if you do get that bigger on uh, one day, ask him about it. See when we share a room uh, before, night before every game or the week leading up in the room. I'm always, uh, he's watching his iPad, watching obviously the documentary, series, films. And I, have to, I knock the lights off about a quarter of an hour. I say, so I turn the lights off and then I shut it down then. I've, go- <laughs> I've gone, I've gone. <laughs> Well, so, mate, if you if you had to watch a film, like if you had a favorite film, or you had to watch a film on a plane or whatever, what what would it be? I, nah? I, I honestly, I find it really hard. Um, I'm one of those ones who find it hard to just keep still and and watch something. I have to, I'd rather be out and about doing something than than sitting down watching something. Um, well, good for you, but, mate. Good for you. I hope your kids I, get that off you. Yeah, but if I am stuck on a plane, say for 24 hours, then. I'd obviously have to force myself to watch something. Um, yeah, and, and, got, and if someone asked me what was it about, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, well, that's good to know. It's good to know. Let's um, let's flip it back a little bit to rugby. Are you? How excited are you? Uh, obviously, lockdowns put a catty bosh on it for now. But how excited are you about coming home to play? Putting that red jersey on again must have been really amazing after. Well, you know my feelings on it. I'm not going to go over it over it again. Same, I concur. Slaughter. I agree. But, <laughs> but and and having had a having had a Lions tour, the prospect of another one as a goal to aim for. How excited are you about getting back into it, Webby? Yeah, obviously, uh, being away from the international environment uh, made me miss it more. Really, um, obviously, I missed running out on that Prince Party Stadium in front of eighty-two thousand people. Um, even though we had big crowds in France, it's nothing better than playing in the Principality Stadium with 82,000 people. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a big thing to come back and come back and play for Wales. But when I come back, I knew, uh, personally, I, I didn't want to go in as everyone was talking about, yeah, Reese Webb's coming back, blah, blah, blah. But it, I had no intention of coming back and going straight in as number one, you know. Even though I, I felt like I could or I wanted to, but... Deep down, it was like I know I'm going in as number three. Year. Um, I want to, I want to work hard and show them that I can be number one again. Um, so I look at to bite my time, bide my time. Um, obviously, on the bench, the first game is a, bit, a little bit rusty as a first game in what two years. Um, but then I was travelling reserve for a couple of weeks, two weeks. Uh, but what was I needed? A club really, because obviously I had to fall out with Toulon and got left without a club in that period. I needed a club really, so I could go back in those final weeks and play, uh, just to get that game time. Um, and then obviously I was very thankful of Bath giving me an opportunity to stay with them for the end of the season and uh, managed to get a game for them and um, bring a strong performance, which obviously put me on the bench for the England game um, in Twickenham, and then uh, enjoyed myself for. 30 minutes and then uh, yeah I was obviously down to start uh, for that Scotland game which uh, which would have been awesome but obviously due to this uh, pandemic and uh, obviously it couldn't happen but no it was amazing to get back in in the mix and uh, get back with the boys and more importantly just being back home really What uh, Reese? What, what what do you think 
it's looking like for getting back playing now. Obviously, there's the New Zealand uh, teams are starting this weekend, and you've got the NRL have started back, the Premier League is starting back. What do you think uh, the prospects are looking like of starting back playing anytime soon in the Pro 14? Or, well, or with Bath now? Yeah, no, uh, I'm not with Bath anymore. Um, well, I'm supposed to finish at the end of June, but uh, I actually had a call yesterday to say that um, I don't need to come back. Uh, I think they're starting back June 15th, um, but just in twos and threes, social distancing and just straight line running. Uh, so they want to try and carry on the season think maybe start in August sometime I think but um, obviously my contract with the Osprey starts July the 1st um, so as of July the 1st I'm an Osprey player but to be honest I don't really know when it's um, when it's going to start back to be honest I know they're on about obviously looking at uh, starting the season in January um, to September I don't know a season running then um, but then I've, I've heard rumours that maybe the regions might play each other for a couple of games in maybe September and then you obviously go into Wales internationals but again that, I don't know because obviously there's no pitches Prince Mike Stadium's obviously the hospital at the moment yeah yeah so I, I, I couldn't tell you would, I a, se- would a season starting in January suit players or, well you personally because I have seen a lot of players um throwing out comments like, you know it, it should be a summer sport and this that and the other would, would, would that suit you more? playing from January to September when you've got those sort of fair weather months? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, a lot of players have spoken about it now and I think they're very, they're looking forward to, to that prospect. Um, I think because obviously all the other sides around the world will be playing the same time as us as well. Uh, so it's, a, it's an even uh, playing playing sheet then and yeah. obviously coming into Six Nations, the regions can have a break then and then we start back up again. Um, so I think everyone's on the same, uh, same hymn sheet then. It's, I think it's an opportunity, mate. I think it's an opportunity to align seasons. You know, for somebody like you, now, uh, certainly when you're at the Ospreys and going back, it's such a topsy-turvy season for an international player. You know, you start the season in the Pro 14, you've got Heineken Cup, the Autumn Internationals, back to Heineken Cup, Christmas derbies in the Pro 14, Heineken yeah. Cup. Six Nations, you don't know whether you're coming or going. So hopefully, hopefully some common sense prevails. I, I think what you said there, they're, they're looking at maybe end of August playing regional derbies if, uh, behind closed doors. That could be something. I'm sure you'll find out uh, come July yeah. the 1st when you when you get stuck into the Osprey stuff. Um, wh- whether that's a bit close, I, I really don't know. But um, all you can do, I suppose, is doing what you're doing, keeping yourself in great shape, keeping on top of yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's all we can do at the moment. But I think the boys probably want sort of a date where they know they're going to start sooner rather than later, just because obviously the boys are doing all this training, not knowing when we're going to come back into it or not, you know. So um, so to be fair, the SST coaches have been pretty good, um, giving out regular programmes, telling boys to have a couple of days off here and there. But yeah, I think the boys are looking forward to start hitting some people again, you know. Any thoughts, mate, on um, the sort of 70 odd percent takeover of this new company coming into the Ospreys? Is, is, uh, what's the feeling be like with the boys? Has that been like a real boost? You know, future's bright? Yeah, no, to be honest, I haven't uh, I haven't spoken to any of the boys uh, about it at the moment. But just personally, yeah, it looks uh, it's looking good from, from the outside, you know. Um, Hopefully, the re- puts the region in a sort of strong, strong position uh, going forward, and 
and yeah, we can start building uh, building back up now to the top region where where we belong. Well, I for one was so excited and chuffed that to see you in our red jersey, but I can't wait to see you in a black jersey as well, mate. To be honest with you, or <laughs> black and white, whatever colour they choose for next season. Right, yeah, I'm gonna... it'd be nice. Uh, it'd be nice to get back out on the Liberty Stadium. Absolutely, mate. See you doing some of them darting runs from around the rack and getting some tries <laughs> for the boys. You got it, boy. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try something yeah, different for your boys, right? Because. Um, we're going to ask uh, a couple of questions. Uh, well, Sean's going to ask you a couple of questions in a minute, but I'm going to try something different, right? Obviously, normally we do um, the top three films, the actor who's going to play you in a film, but being as you're a farmer and an outdoorsy man, you can't sit still through 20 minutes <laughs> film. I've just thought of something off the cuff. So I'm going to do the teammates' questions for you, mate, right? I'm just going to chuck some questions for you, and it can be from any club or Wales or whatever, um, just like they used to do on like Soccer AM or whatever. So I'm going to start with some questions. So first question, who's the best trainer that you've ever played with? Apart from myself. Um, <laughs> uh, Justin Tiprick. Yeah, he's a machine. Quickest player you've ever played with? Um, Sharp-wise, but oh, top of my head recently, Louis Rees-Samet. Yeah, yeah, he's like that. Slowest oh, player? <laughs> slowest player? Um, let's go with Samson Lee. <laughs> uh, who's who's had the who's blessed with the most skills? Uh, Sanjay Liam Williams. Nice. Who's the most intelligent player you've ever played with? Halloween Jones. Halloween Jones. Best dress Halloween. sense. Probably myself. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I got t- t- last two. Um, who? What player that you've ever played with would have been always been the teacher's pet? Teacher's pet. Um... Sean's thinking of a couple already. Look. <laughs> uh, teacher's pet. There's not many, really, is there? Damn bigger. <laughs> Damn bigger. <laughs> Last one, then, mate, is who is the hardest player that you've ever played with? In all sense of the word, hard. Hard to play against and hard as just a general hard man. Mamuka Gogodze. Gogodze, yeah, I bet. Gogodze, he's made a granite. Yeah. <laughs> he's made a oh, granite. He's, he's, he's well, an animal. Lucky enough, I, uh, I only played against him a couple of times, but I'm so happy to have him on my team. Let me tell you. <laughs> Cheers, all, the fights, all, the fights the, all the fights in the top 14, you just leave him do the work. <laughs> he could be like a baddie in a superhero film, he could. Oh yeah, but one of the nicest guys as well. Once you know him, he's one of the nicest guys as well. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, mate, we, yeah, we're going to let you go now. Uh, but before we do that, we do something with all our guests. Uh, we just ask uh, some quick fire, uh, two answers. You got to give one honest, no thinking, uh, no ambiguity. We're going to take Reese Webb up and under. Ready for this? Yeah. Chinese or Indian? Chinese. Man United or Liverpool? United. I'm United too. I'm pleased you said that. 
Bridgend or Toulon? Bridgend is home. <laughs> Adam or Duncan? <laughs> Duncan, because he's my boss coach next season. <laughs> All right, good one. Good one. <laughs> Steak or chicken? Chicken. Marshall or Phillips? Uh, I have to say Mike Phillips. You'll have to say Mike Phillips. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Uh, Reese Webb. Reese Webb's been up and under. Listen, mate, thanks so much for coming on. I know you've got a lot on with the family and stuff and your small holding. Keep up the hard work on the training. Right, we can't wait to see you back on the field for the Ospreys and Wales. And uh, obviously, good luck with 912 Academy as well. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, boys. Really, uh, really enjoyed my evening talking to you guys uh, uh, tonight. So, um, yeah, want to wish you boys good luck uh, with the podcast going forward as well. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cheers baby. Thanks, Thanks for boys. Cheers, guys. Till I, mate.